0: And welcome to the Talent to Learning Show podcast series, episode 39, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interview Ramantas Yuknes and Thomas Launikas of Western Union's Global Account Training Program about their massive extended enterprise LMS deployment. You find more of our content at TalentedLearning.com. Welcome back, listeners. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Today, from the practitioner-expert perspective, we're excited to have the leaders of Western Union's Global Agent Training Program team, Ramantis Euknes and Tomas Lachnikis, our manager and senior manager, respectively, of the Global Agent Training Program team, and they have been quietly growing one of the world's biggest and most successful deployments of partner and channel training there is. Working on their mission now for almost 10 years, the Global Agent Training Team now provides proprietary product and mandatory regulatory training tightly integrated into their global point of sales application to hundreds of thousands of partners worldwide and there are hundreds of thousands of employees that are using Western Union uh, products and services. Wow, that's quite a feat and we're going to learn all about it. Ramontes Tomas, welcome to the Talented Learning Show.
1: Uh, thanks for you know inviting us. First of all, you know into into your podcast. You know it's really a huge opportunity. You know for us. You know to get a little bit. You know off exposure, and we will, we are you know super excited. You know to be here with you today. Yeah. Outstanding, outstanding. Well,
0: we're, I couldn't be more thrilled to have you here because, as you know, as followers of the Talented. Uh, learning show and everybody listening uh, today that we spend our life here uh, trying to do some good uh, helping people in extended enterprise learning uh, learn best practices from experts around the world who live their life training external audiences and using learning and training as a competitive differentiator uh, in their organization so everybody listening here today uh, has an interest of doing similar things to what Western Union is doing Um, but probably on a smaller scale, or almost always on a smaller scale, uh, as it turns out. That's why I'm so uh, excited to talk about uh, or talk to you today and get your expertise is extended enterprise uh, deployments in general are a lot larger than employee department uh, deployments of learning technology and learning management technology. But what you folks are doing is completely beyond the pale uh, in terms of size and scope of probably what any of our listeners are doing and uh, it's gonna be excited to, to hear about that. So for anybody that's on the line that may not have ever stood in line, uh, short line at a Western Union uh, for some saving grace from uh, friends and family and relatives from around the world, perhaps you could tell a little bit about uh, Western Union and what you guys do and a little bit about your history. It's just to to set it up and then we'll dive into the training and learning technology aspects. So. Tomas, you want to take that? Tell us a little bit about Western Union. Uh,
1: I'll try. Irmantus will complement, you know, where I, where I go south. <laughs> so, yeah, our company is really kind of, I would say, big nowadays. It has always been big, quite, quite, quite big uh, from the employee perspective and, you know, the coverage globally. Um, you know, I've been reading when I joined the company, you know, we all employees received, you know, a book, which is, history of Western Union, you know, 160 years of, of things, you know, that the company has been doing, you know, and it all started with, you know, a couple of telegraph companies joining together, you know, and starting, you know, to serve their customers and it, how they evolved, how they, you know, tried to get the telegraph lines through Siberia, how they launched the satellites and everything else, you know, we land today. We land today with money transfer, you know, the company profile has changed over those years and it seems like, you know, we are just, you know, moving together where the market really needs where there's a niche you know for the customers where there's demand for certain services so western union currently covers you know i would say the whole globe and um we have uh around half a million of agent locations globally so that's a really huge i would say thing to comprehend per se and and in every single location what we call agent locations is basically just it can be you know your local post office it can be a kebab shop it it can be a local store you know in, in your neighborhood you know which are selling western union services so every single one of them has a couple of people working there we just you know i'm also introducing a little bit you know the the Uh, the terminology that we're using internally Uh, Mm -hmm. so every single uh, one who is working with Western Union Services we call them well sorry for that but it's just not operators operators operators. yeah so so that is you know how how we well the just the internal terminology to speak Mm -hmm. so but these are all people behind the counters you know that we care about that we want you know to get the best you know experience um and we want to you know the end customer who's actually coming in to send money or to become the money also to get the best possible experience you know to with western union services so western union even though you know it's a company which is already more than 160 years old it's very dynamic i would say and recent recently you know we have been observing a lot of a lot of, you know, shift from, I mean, two words, more agile um, within the company, being more agile, you know, and, and and lean. So all of these things, you know, that kind of say, you know, these big companies are like behemoths. So I wouldn't say we are, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's very, very dynamic environment, very uh, complex from the system perspective. It's... Um, because of all the different you know regions that we serve uh, globally, all the different regulations around the globe, all of that brings in the complexity that it's really difficult to comprehend. You sometimes even look in, into into the systems and you just cannot really understand how they work. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, because they are built over time, you know to to accommodate all the requirements that, you know, where, where we operate and it just in the end of the day, it turns into something that is really difficult to maintain. But uh, what I wanted to bring up here is, as I said, you know, the company is shifting. So we are renewing a lot of technology and uh, it brings in a lot of challenges. But again, you know, we have also renewed our technology recently, mm-hmm. so that was a very good an interesting experience to speak, so a very good exercise. And Rimontas, if you want to add something on the company perspective.
0: Now you pretty much nailed it. Pretty much nailed it. Well, let's follow up uh, with you, Ramontis, On uh, So you have 500,000 agent locations and you have, I would imagine, anywhere from one to what, 20 or 50 individ- operators that you would need to to, uh, to, to train or, or that would need to understand how to use your systems. Could you tell us more about uh, anything you can about your your external audience these agents and these agent locations they're not your employees correct uh, tell us all, a- everything you can about your audiences that you can share yeah
2: so we in terms of the audience right so w- one thing right off the bat uh, with our solution with our online, online training we don't cover all those uh, of those half a million locations uh, mm-hmm. but we have a pretty high number of those as well and, and we usually just operate in the uh, like numbers of uh, of of Uh, actual users that needs training right
0: Um,
2: uh, and and we have around 400,000 active users at the moment uh, that are actually doing uh, and going into to complete their training and so on but uh, in terms of the audience it's uh, as Thomas kind of introduced in the that we were operating globally right and we operating through very different um, well all the various uh, types of stores types of um, institutions and so on so we have um a lot of people that are very from a different backgrounds very different uh let's say uh computer liter- literacy levels uh very different uh, technology behind the counter so different os different browsers and so on and uh, this is basically one of the challenges uh w- when you have to, to to work with this kind of wide audience and of course the different regions different countries there is a cultural thing that you have to account for uh mm-hmm. in those and uh, one thing again that kind of um, another challenge w- w- with this kind of audience uh, that we have is that the western Union business it's not their direct uh, business that they do they, they do a lot of other things around so with everything that we do in this we have to account for that and we uh, and to make sure that's uh, it's as easy as possible it's 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 really accessible and so on and as, at the same time um i have to mention that uh for a long time Online training um, and what we uh, w- w- with Thomas and, and the whole team were, were doing, it was mostly concentrated on the mandatory training. Really, it's 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 again kind of puts our team in this interesting situation where we have to balance between okay, so there's a great LMS that we have that we can use a lot of different ways, and it's okay. Though, so the usage, everybody, what they want to do is just oh, I need to complete my uh, mandatory training before I can start working, for example, or have to maintain my ability to to use Western Union uh, services and. That's only what I need when I get in, so it's 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 an interesting balancing situation <laughs> around these things um, and we that's that's what we're actually doing behind the scenes right just to to kind of trying to find the right balance um, and 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 uh, I guess once we get into the other topics we can uh, talk about more how we actually do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that area. So, in general, audience, it's it's really wide.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. That because of your the, the the scale and the diverseness of of your audience, you can actually do less with your learning management system because your lowest common denominator across all of them is is uh, is lower. That's an interesting perspective I haven't considered. So, uh, Thomas, tell me about uh, the, the team uh, that. So uh, when I uh, reviewed your resumes, I had to make sure I was looking at the r- the, the right resume on LinkedIn uh, because uh, you have a uh, common uh, LMS administrator, senior administrator, training manager, manager of the the global training uh, agent team uh, in your backgrounds. And so I'd love to hear about uh, just the team uh, that's you know responsible for training and uh, you know how that's organized uh, you know in a global organization like this. Is it something that's centralized or is it Tomases and Ramontises all around the world that are working on this. How, how does that all look?
1: Well, John, one thing to note is, you know, my LinkedIn profile has not been updated for years. <laughs> it's it's a mess, you know. I'm not, I'm not using Facebook, not using LinkedIn extensively, <laughs> so it's really whatever you found there, it's accurate, <laughs> but it's it's very. Uh, Scarce at all. So you have more positions on top of that, I would imagine. No, 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 no. just more skills. <laughs> I just don't add them. <laughs> okay. And it's um really good, you know, you brought this thing up because you know I, I was willing, you know, to talk about this for sure about the team itself, you know. I mean here you've got only two of us, right? Uh, you know uh to represent the whole team. Um even though I started, you know, in twenty ten as the first in Lithuania when when Western Union opened the regional operating center in 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 Vilnius uh 10 years ago uh, that was yeah 2010 end of 2010 I joined the company so I was the first one you know to start you know kind of working and and basically to speak so there were like three people globally working at that time on agent training on the LMS itself so basically um we we I mean, these people were gone within a year. So we had to grow the team in Vilnius. I still had the manager in Denver, so we had to grow the team in Vilnius. And historically, it turned out, you know, that the whole team today is located in Vilnius. Hmm. So the thing is that I want to bring out here, I was able, you know, during those years, I was able to hire, well, it was not purely my selection, but I would, you know, have selected Drimantas <laughs> for sure, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, it, even if it, was my, if it was my call, I would have, you know, selected him because, you know, he was the second one, you know, to join a, us, my team, me. Well, it was me and myself back in the day. So we had Drimantas. And then, you know, we had other people joining us. And actually through those 10 years, we are settled with eight people great talented people within you know our team i don't call it my team it's our team because everyone is there is no like you know subordinate or direct report well we still have to do you know the uh, performance reviews and everything else because it's imposed by the company but we treat ourselves everybody equal everybody has an equal voice and the team itself is comprised of great individuals I would say everybody is driven that is the main the most important thing everybody is driven by what they do they love what they do it's not about working hours like i come in at 9 i you know go out at 5 it's like i need to get my stuff done that's what i care about if it's interesting for me if it relates you know to the customer experience if it relates to something you know that somebody is not satisfied with i need to get this addressed and that's what people care about you know and i carry great pride in you know every single one of them you know that i have had you know the 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 chance to work with you know in my team and it's been a really really great experience so far everybody Mm -hmm. every single one of them have very very diverse uh traits um Myself I'm more a developer Rimantas is more I would say he's more like a structured guy you know who follows you know like this needs to get done on time Thomas do it <laughs> and and he's very good with the reporting you know we've got other people who have very very good insights you know in, into some other things so Rimantas can name a few but it's really you know an outstanding team to speak so and this is the key it has always been the key criteria in our success. As we have moved, you know, through those years and with the company and with all the migrations of the systems that we have had, Mm -hmm. that's the biggest contributor. You know, Mm -hmm. all the different traits, personalities that we have in there. So you get all
0: these personality traits here contributing to uh, the learning technology and learning content. So let's uh, uh, prune down a little bit into the, the learning technology. So how, I assume that you're using a learning management system as the the best practice here to to reach all uh, these, these locations across the world. Is that correct? And and uh...
1: it it is um it it works. You know how how we leverage the learning management system. Uh, we use uh, Totara Learn as our mm-hmm. platform nowadays, and it's a great system so far. Um, we every single agent location that is Western Union location well not every single but majority of them have Western Union branded point of sales uh, POS point of sale uh yeah point of sale system Mm -hmm. so we have integration with that system there is uh we have single sign-on from that system from the POS into our learning management system so Uh, What was brought up before by Rimantas, he was saying we have mandatory training and Mm -hmm. that means that we are not, you know, like uh, LinkedIn training or Coursera or something else. Like we are inviting people to do the training. No, we enforce this training because of compliance regulations, local regulations, you know, that we have to adhere within the money transfer business. So. That is our key driver. This is how we drive our, you know, learners into our system. We force them. (laughs) Shame on us, but we force them to do the training. So they get a a message. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. So they get a message in their POS uh, that Uh, they have to do the training. It depends on scenario. Sometimes they have a grace period of, you know, like a month or so. Sometimes it's instant. It, It depends on. Either it's a new person joining you know the money transfer service or it is already existing one so let's not go into details here but they get the message they have a single sign-on link there so they click it there in the system and that's how you know we bring them in mm-hmm so and the content itself
0: is it, it would be what then since they only have a little bit of time and it's not their primary business as Mm-hmm. romantis w- w- was talking about so do you have like little videos or is bandwidth a problem or is it little modules tell-, tell me about tell about the content what's that look like it's probably hard around all around the world to get a equal mm-hmm. piece of content
2: oh yeah uh so with the content uh, uh side of things um videos is is something that is in progress and and kind of popping up bit by bit uh because yeah, that mandatory training is actually something we are most related to compliance so it's really hard to to even tell what compliance is exactly and, it, and it's really hard to uh to kind of uh draw it into a video as well so it's 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 usually quite quite few pages of, of information that needs to be uh given to the uh to the users uh, mm-hmm. So mostly uh, our training content uh, is uh, SCORM-based, so e-learning, mm-hmm. um, and, and we have different teams that are producing this content, and we are actually the team that makes sure that this is published to the right audience to, to, at the right time, uh, and these kind of things. On top of that, we of course have like um, a very sophisticated QA process to make sure we uh, we avoid uh, any critical issues with that content. Um, Together with Squarm um, packages,
1: um, mm-hmm.
2: we also have these PDFs um, that are sometimes de- de- deployed in some cases. I mean, it's we don't consider it training on our mm-hmm. side, but um, there's a- always a thing that you have to weigh the costs uh, and the benefits of, of creating new stuff and doing new stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, One thing that actually changed when we uh, migrated to the Toteras platform, we are actually able to start other types of uh, tools within the LMS itself to Mm -hmm. our main audience um, outside the SCORMS, right? And we're transitioning this uh, within the company bit by bit, trying to 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 show it how how it works, how how it's way better than always using scorms <laughs> and these kind of things. So so it's, it's it's still uh still a journey, and we're in the in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one thing to um also mention. I mean, the, we're constantly working with those other teams that produce the content to kind of come up with the more uh, or, or better, uh, user experience uh, in these kind of th- kind of kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at at this moment, a uh, moment, it's mostly Scorm, and mm-hmm. I don't know how the industry looks like uh, around us, but the Scorm is getting outdated. So, it,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: so it would sure. be interesting to get new LMSs to support more uh, uh-huh. standards than this one.
0: Yeah, interesting, interesting. The uh, uh, The nature of the score and packages, just real quick, is it more important that they just read this information and process it, or do they actually have to demonstrate some sort of of competence? Are, Are you worried about that assessment part of it, or is that not necessarily that important for you? Curious.
2: Uh, it's, it's definitely important. Um, it's actually a blend uh, of those, right? So some of the information uh, is just there. There's like self-tests in between the content and so on. Uh, and there's also uh, places or uh, even in the SCORM itself, there's a, like a, an assessment at the end that the, the user has to get the passing score mm-hmm. to be able to, to proceed to, to the other items as well. I see. so de- definitely uh, knowledge uh, evaluation knowledge retention is is one of the key priorities there
0: interesting interesting what about as i look at your implementation what would keep me up at night is just the localization aspects can you comment on that on how difficult or not difficult that is to manage the different localizations of, of the content and getting them to the right audiences uh, any insight or uh pitfalls or advice you want to share on that yeah from,
2: from lms perspective current LMS, total lms easy <laughs> <laughs> i'll say you that yeah. i mean compared to, to, how be many we, to we reviewed and how many we used yeah it's easy uh the other part of the things it's expensive <laughs> because of the translations I, I mean I'm talking about the expenses in general because you have to uh, you have a lot of different content around there and you basically have to translate it into all those different uh, languages different uh, to meet the different countries expectations so in that area that, that's the costs right uh, one thing that kind of helps us to bring the costs down f- for the uh lms piece of it like right? uh lms interface uh thing is that uh related to our audience actually since they're only getting mandatory training uh and they, they they want to do it as quickly as possible we keep this very simple rule for the interface as simple as possible so if you don't need uh, a word you don't put it there yeah Uh, so it's it's pretty much very limited in terms of what words we have there it's just basically visually showing what to do next what uh, what goes there and there so fla doesn't have well user doesn't have to go all over the place and look for for stuff read a lot of text on the interface he just goes and does the does his training Mm -hmm. and it's kind of made in the in the very uh simple uh, order and very easy to To understand what to click if you need to just do the training and gone and Mm -hmm. they can always get back to uh to our lms at any point of time when they're doing the system even they are not mandated Mm
0: -hmm. just to get
2: more information get more resources or just redo the training if they want to
0: i see i see and just a quick tactical question so when when you're uh so, how many languages do you support right now? Is it it's more than a dozen, isn't it? Currently, it's 42. Is um, that end, just only 42? For now, uh, I mean,
2: uh, yes. we expanding into new expanding the uh, and deploying the the training into new and wow. new countries every year. So it's basically three, four, five, sometimes even more languages per year. Adds up on top of it.
0: Wow, outstanding! And of course, I'm joking when I say only 42. The, uh, <laughs> it's, the it's quite a lot, John. And you know, <laughs>
1: the thing is that uh, once we moved, you know, to to Totra learn language from the technology perspective, it's no longer an issue. I mean, yeah. we can, yeah, we can, the system itself supports, you know, the the whole plethora of languages. So it's really, you know, and again, you know, the simplicity of our interface gives us a lot of flexibility. The biggest dependency and the cost is around the content, you know, development and translation. Mm-hmm. But, and, and these sometimes are the things that are still, you know, um, is, is a, what kind of slowing us down from our expansion is uh, the translations and the costs of developing the content you know to move into new regions even though you know in certain countries we there is a wish from our operations you know to get the training to all the agents as asap still there are costs involved sometimes they're quite quite high and and again you know there's maintenance piece you know that goes year after year into that Mm -hmm. but with the, with the previous system that we have had, you know, language was a problem. Getting a new language out there was a problem. We had to side load our own language packs back in the day into the system to get it out. Wow. Yeah. So wow. that was a you know, technical challenge. Wow,
0: interesting, interesting. That's. Uh um that that's a a fair amount of complexity to just to think about uh how you would do that is it important to have a human translation or uh do you use a combination of that in ai or how do you go about those translations is is it human based i would it's say actually yes. a combination combination
2: I mean, yeah it's combination um uh, the, the, once the translations are done um based on the on the scripts and automated um, procedures by the company who does the translations, there's always um, quite a nice cycle of reviews in, inside the company to, just to make sure the language is appropriate and the translations are okay. So including local uh, local reviews, so local country reviews.
0: Mm-hmm. My only regret about this podcast is I didn't make it 90 minutes long each episode uh, because I've only just hit the the, the tops of the Uh, the questions uh, I want to ask you today but uh, we are at the the bottom of our time and so I'd love to wrap it up uh, with Ichia Ramontas and then Tomas uh, knowing that you have peers all around the world that are probably certainly a few years behind you uh, and lots of peers that are going through uh, you know technical transformations uh, you know with their learning management systems I'd love to just ask one piece of advice from Ichia If, if you wish you knew something three years ago that you know now, but you didn't know three years ago, what would that be? What piece of advice would you give your peers around uh, um, doing your job? I'll go with the three very simple uh, advices from my side.
2: Uh, First one is planning. Plan for failure as well as for success, uh, because it actually, planning for failure all leads to to success in, in a way so that's my first advice i mean whatever projects you're taking up related to the OMS, just plan those two ways plan a play plan b simple as that um the other point know your audience i always have the, the customer at the heart uh, of what you're doing really helps to move along when uh, you just for example thinking out from the back-end uh perspective once you get into this uh customer choose how we call it internally uh it's 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 it, it moves things uh way smoother and um, on pace and i would say yeah have have a have a team um if you have a big um lms deployment uh, many users team with a great diversity from different areas um really helps although yeah. uh, i mean a in the first first meetings, when you feel meet like diverse people, it's really, really kind of you feel confused about uh, why everybody's thinking differently. And uh, at the end, uh, at the long run, it it it's, it shows its potential.
0: Outstanding,
1: outstanding. And, and Thomas, I would say, well, Rimontas was doing all the planning, you know, in our migration and all the endeavor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was really on top of it. So. Really, I would say, you know, a little bit uh, compliment what he said about team. Team is the most critical thing, you know, that you can ever think of in such a, you know, migration, you know, from one platform to another. And, and, you know, with such an audience and when you you have a switchover time of like six hours or so, well, planned, it extended to (laughs) 18 or something. but Yeah, so the thing is very well-tuned and diverse team it cannot be a fresh team. I would say, you know, the, the the biggest, how to say bliss was, you know, that we were well-tuned together. We knew each other's strengths and initially, you know, during all the planning phase and everything else, how we distributed the work was again, you know, like a masterpiece um, because everybody was doing what they are interested in and what they're best at, you know, what they have background in. So it was really, really everybody was performing at their top potential, even though eight, eight people only, Everybody was contributing like a lot and really, really at top quality, you know, contribution. One was working on, you know, building out the concepts, how we want, you know, to present it to the users. The others were working on the graphical design and the others were working on some reporting. How, how do we bring in the data into the system? So we, the reports that we get, are they what, they what we need in the end of the day? So all of these things are very, very important within the team dynamics. And the next thing also to add on top of this is I would say, have someone to hold your hand during all of this, even though you may not be doing that the first time in your life or with that particular system. I mean, if you're a contractor going from client to client, you still need a partner that we have had from Totara to guide us through the process to support us, you know, uh when we had issues when we had questions when we had uh, troubles or we had you know like unanswered questions so have a good partner that you can rely upon that has skilled people to help you assist you with that is Great. also a critical thing
0: that is that is critical and, and i think a lot of people uh, may underestimate that service component on how important that is even if you uh, you do have a, a fair amount of expertise in your team mm-hmm. and, and uh, the team expertise uh, for sure uh, a lot of times people have uh, budget problems but I think the nice thing about extended enterprise is that the teams in, in a lot of your peer organizations are are super diverse also because it takes so many disciplines to, to be successful in this but gentlemen uh, thanks so much uh, for sharing your experiences and expertise uh, here today uh, about what you're achieving uh, at Western U- Union, it's really impressive to considering that you guys are one and two here as starting this team and you know I've built this up to have such a global impact uh, and reach uh, to be able to to support your your company through the use of learning and it, it's uh, a really interesting story and uh, you should be proud of yourself here on uh, just the scope of of what you achieved. Uh, so thanks again uh, for joining us today, uh, listeners. Uh, in case you missed us, at before that's Ramanta Ucknis. And uh, Tomas Lachnikas, uh, who are of the global agent training team at Western Union, uh, joining us today on the Town to Learning Show. Thomas Ramontas, thank you. And
1: uh, Thank you, listen, John. Th-
0: thank, thank you, thank John you for having us here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Town to Learning Show. We look forward to seeing you on the next, and you can find more of our free resources at talentedlearning.com.